Greeting, Earthlings. Welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists from the Philadelphia area. We go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoons, so we made a show to sit down and talk with our friends about some of our favorites. Uh, this week, we are joined by my friend, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> And you're you play in a band, right? I play in many bands. Are you talking about one specifically, Donald? Uh, anyone that you would like to talk about, Nicholas? Uh, okay. Well, I am the singer and lyricist of a band called Danger Club. Yeah. Uh, I am the bass player and singer in a band called Robots and Race Cars, which may or may not still exist at the time that <laughs> this recording goes up. I mean, it, it doesn't exist now, but whether it exists in the future, that's for the future to know time travel um, yeah uh i am pretty much everything in the band how we became invisible which is pretty much the main thing i do at this point where i right write on. i write record play every instrument and do all the nonsense for that and i am the nice. bass player and uh i guess backup vocalist for a band called take today are you familiar with them you know i am a little familiar with them i have heard they have some pretty smacking drums i mean yeah i guess sure <laughs> i mean they're mostly known for their phenomenal amazing sexy and beautiful bass player that is true that does track yeah and i'm gonna leave that awkward pause in there after the drum comment because that feels right to me mm. now you picked what we're watching today so tell our listeners what are we watching we are watching the pilot episode of dungeons and dragons from some nebulous time in the 80s that i don't remember it was 1983 Jesus i wasn't even Christ. born yet I was not even close to born. I was three. (laughs) Yeah, no, depending on when it premiered, I was three. Because I was three for most of 1983. Yeah, I didn't. Listen, I don't need you to remind me. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I was born in 85, so Mm. I shouldn't really be talking. Yeah, you're not that far off. Now, I have never seen this. Have you, Lee? No, I have never seen this at all. Nick? Uh, I remember seeing it when I was a young child, but I don't remember much of anything about it at all. Right on. So why don't we, why don't we put it on and see what happens? All right. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. And we're back. So we just finished the first episode of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from 1983. Uh, the Night of No Tomorrow. Uh, coming right out of it, it was fine. <laughs> what do you think, Lee? It was weird. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it was fine. How about you, Nick? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was great. It, it was okay. It, it was <laughs> not like watching it. I'm like, I mean, this could have been way worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time, For sure. Like, if you think of the other stuff at the time, it was like, I don't know, like He-Man and shit, where the animation was like barely moving, and that, but that was like kind of like well, it was, it was okay. Yeah, I'd watch more. No, of it. I, yeah, aesthetically it looked really good. Uh, the music, I think during the during when we were watching, you said it sounded very Star Warsy, and I think that's a good comparison. But mm-hmm. it also, it was like oppressive how much it was. It was always playing. There was never, yeah. there was never not music. It was always going. Yeah. Um, so that was a little much, 
but at least it was good. I enjoyed listening to the music. It was very John Williamsy, like in terms of like just the, the overall sound of it. Yeah, uh, right. It like was it, it was epic sounding, and for Dungeons and Dragons, that works really well. I think. I wonder. Now here's here's a thought that occurred to me while we were watching it, but I didn't want to just like sure. blurt it out. I yeah. wonder how close to the viewing of Empire Strikes Back this show was developed, because you could probably you could do some like weird analogies there like the the weirdo dungeon master guy who's short and bald and kind of talks in riddles and fucks with the protagonists like yeah, yeah he's, he's very yoda he's definitely i was yoda. thinking the exact same thing yeah, and I like totally the, the background like woods area looks real like swampy like oh yeah that's totally dagobah you guys watched star wars didn't you yeah yeah i totally see all those comparisons I, definitely uh, it definitely had very little to do with my experience of Dungeons and Dragons. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about Lee, but I have played Dungeons and Dragons, and it did not feel like this at all. I played like once, and <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this experience at all. This is, as I said, this whole thing was kind of weird. I mean, the whole the characters were super weird. The uni, I I love uni, the unicorn, like that. I love. I felt bad that they kept leaving uni everywhere. And yeah, this, <laughs> they were definitely acting like normal teenagers, and that they were callous, didn't care about the things they used, and left things behind just because they didn't feel like carrying them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't know how I would get uni up that rope ladder to the sky either. But I probably would have left, you know, someone with him, maybe. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Now, none of the characters were like other than. God, I can't even remember his name now. Shit. But say presto. None of, presto. Yeah, other than Presto, none of the characters were like named. Like they we can kind of tell what they were by the classes of the characters that they, they are. They, they did say a couple of their names, and like I just don't remember all of them. Another one yeah. I think the one who's the acrobat, her name was Diana, and that's all. Yeah, I, I got that one. Yeah. I don't remember the other right. ones at all. Yeah. Well, the annoying warrior character. He does this thing that drives me absolutely nuts in everything. When supernatural shit is abound, he refuses to believe that there is supernatural shit. Mm -hmm. He refused to believe that Merlin was going to help them get home, even though they ended up in this magic world. So clearly magic exists, but he refused to believe that magic could be their way out. And that, that was his character throughout. He was always the contrarian to everything going on. He drove me up a goddamn wall. He kind of looked like a weasel, too. He definitely, definitely looks like a weasel. But, uh, so there was one thing about it that was very reminiscent of, of maybe my personal experience playing Dungeons and Dragons. was a little yeah. barbarian kid who kept trying to attack a dragon head on. Because uh, <laughs> when I play... That is 100% what I would be doing. My current character in a game I'm playing right now, his, like, secondary goal was they. It's, it's non-binary. Their, their yeah. secondary goal is to ride a dragon, regardless of whether <laughs> the dragon wants him, them to ride him, themselves. He, the, they're uh, going to be like, mm, no, nah, I'm going to ride that fucking dragon. <laughs> and what, what race and class are you? Uh, they are a human sorcerer who has no compunction, about hurting other people uh, in order to have fun and possibly get this really pretty dress they want. I Fair. did kill an elf king because they kidnapped uh, myself and my friends because while we were waiting for some people, I was writing my name in cursive with fire in the underbrush of what happened to be their forest. 
And then we killed him and I stole his crown and I wear it all the time. My character is an asshole, but he's a good asshole. He, he's uh, not I chaotic mean, good. Murdering he's, the guy who kidnapped your friend seems fairly reasonable to me. I think chaotic neutral would technically be my uh, <laughs> okay. alignment. So I'm not evil, but I also don't care about other people for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, this, this show was definitely a thing. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I do. I, I like this era of Saturday morning cartoon, the early 80s, because the backstory is just laid out in the theme song. So you never have to like, there's no episode you need to see that explains to you what's going on. They tell you in the first three minutes. Yeah, like the the the, the yeah. credit sequence, I guess, if you want to say that, is like literally like, "Hey, look, there's a Dungeons and Dragons ride." Whoa! Oh, suddenly we have powers. Yeah, <laughs> and that is the story. Go. And I do appreciate that within the first episode, they introduced a dragon and they introduced a dungeon. So you got it right yeah. there. Title drop. Yeah, they put the dragon in the dungeon too. Not quite a cacao moment, because they didn't actually say Dungeons and Dragons, quote, in that phrasing. But you're absolutely right. They did introduce a dragon they and did. a dungeon. A dragon right named Tiamat, who is, in D&D lore, a dragon god. And in real-life lore, I think a death god? <laughs> like, I think it must be Mesopotam- Mesopotamian uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, I'm, I, right. I don't. I might be wrong. I know. I know a lot about random mythology, so I, I could yeah. be wrong about the specific area. But I know it is definitely a death god in some mythology. Yeah, and in this one, it's just kind of a, an animal who, who's like, "I'm going to fucking eat you," and that's about it. And he's in every episode, from what I understand. Mm. Tiamat is like a main character, oh. as well as that. Uh, I can't. Vengeance or Vencer. Avenger. Avenger. It's Avenger. Avenger without the, the indefinite article of. Avenger. Circling back to the theme song, I like that they laid out the entire premise of the show in the theme song. Did not like the theme song. I yeah. didn't like the theme song either. I don't even remember the theme song. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time cutting it together to sound good. Because I usually try and take like the first five seconds and the th- last five seconds and make like a ten second version of the theme song. But there was so much talking, it's going to be very difficult. I also don't think it's going to be like recognizable to someone who did like and watch this show. Just because it's not really like a recognizable theme song. No, not at all. Yeah, the, 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 the opening sequence was really just a vehicle to get the plot set up across using the dialogue. And that was about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I appreciate them giving us something because there's been other shows we watch that just don't. I do wonder who this cartoon was for because it's de- it stars in the dragons, which was, you know, a fairly popular thing at the time. But I don't yeah. think with children young enough to be watching Saturday morning cartoon shows, it was more of like a teenager, young adult thing. So who yeah. is this for in 1983? I can't even imagine. Yeah, now this. Know. This show actually did have a little bit of controversy for being as violent as it is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's ultimately why it got canceled. Um, but there, yeah, there was a parents group that was fighting against it. But it's so weird to me that like this show got canceled after twenty-seven episodes. Um, but got canceled for being too violent. But again, and I'm going to keep going back to this, GI Joe. With literal guns was fine. That was cool. Well, that's this because was not it, okay. 
G.I. Joe glorifies the military, which America is very about. America is not very about – America is not very about uh, small groups of people working together to better themselves and better the world around them. That's not what America is about. I can't argue with you. Yeah. I got Uh, nothing. But yeah, like I I honestly remembered – like I remember the girl who had the bow staff that like extended. I remember the dude with the light arrow before I watched this. And I was like, yeah, that was – I, the dungeon master, I remember him because in my one group, the one guy mentions it all the time. Like it's his touchstone for D and D. I'm like, how old are you? Um, <laughs> but all I remember this is there was a show it was like shown with, and I can't remember the name of it, where it had a very similar uh, uh, premise, where like some kids got transported into another world, but it was like music based. It was really weird. Hmm. So weird. Like I can't even remember like anything about it, so I couldn't even tell you how what huh. it was. I will, I will try and find that out, and if I can, you're coming back on to do that. Oh God, <laughs> that sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be garbage, but <laughs> almost definitely. <laughs> but I, I think the music connection, since you play in a in a band, would be good. Play any band, all the bands. I play in too many bands. To circle back, what did we think about the animation? How did you guys feel? Okay. I thought the animation was fine. It it if kept with the it was in the in the eighties. It just kinda of reminded me of just watching like an eighties cartoon like Gem or Rainbow Bright or something like that. I thought the animation was fine. It was definitely an eight the eighties aesthetic, but I think it was a little bit more I don't know, action a little more like smooth than like maybe some of the concurrent programs like uh E Man or um I don't know, the Smurfs. Stuff like that. Yeah, I, I kinda of got the Smurfs, yeah. It was it was a little bit more smooth and maybe a little bit more full of life than those things are. Yeah, I agree completely because it is a Japanese animator. The animation house that made this is Toeil Animation. They're the people who did Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Sailor Moon. I can as far see as that. Saturday morning cartoons go, they also did GI Joe and Transformers. Okay, that totally makes sense then. Yeah, I could, yeah, exactly. I could definitely see the G.I. Joe and Sailor Moon in it. Like, yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, and their animation was ahead of its time. So, like, aesthetically, I, I agree. It looks, I thought this looked really good comparative to other things at that time. Yeah. Something that had come up in a previous episode, that same animation house also did the prequel i guess you could call it a prequel the failed x-men cartoon before the actual x-men cartoon oh, pride, oh, pride of the x-men yep pride of the x-men mm, i remember seeing that since we're here talking about gi joe and transformers the composer who wrote this also did all the music for those two shows as well oh all right so cohesively it fits very nicely into its time frame it, mm-hmm. it shares a lot it shares a lot with the like really good cartoons of that time. I agree with you. I don't think the cell animation shows like He-Man, I don't think those shows looked as good as the Japanese animation shows. So this fits right in there with the Transformers and G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Now, sticking with the production side of things, but jumping a little ahead of where I usually am in the show, I'm going to go to a... My favorite segment called What Would Frank Welker Do? Oh, nice. And I'm going to play it like a game today. Frank Welker is in this episode. Let's see who can guess which character 
he voiced Lee. Presto. Nick. Tiamat. Nick is right. <laughs> but there was another character as well. He voiced really? Tiamat. And he voiced Uni. I was just about to ha, say Uni. I was going to figure it was going to be the animal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm pretty sure he voiced the cow, too. He had to have. It's it's in his wheelhouse, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I heard that. That's pretty perfect because Uni was my favorite character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was holding it in the entire time you were talking about Uni being the best. Yes, and the uh, and the cow second best. That's that's predictable for you. Sounds about right. As far as the cast goes, that's really it. There's one other person I wrote down. Uh, her name was Katie Lee. She was the thief. Um, since they didn't really make it clear, the green cloak that could turn invisible, she was a thief. Her name was Sheila. Again, um, the voice actor is Katie Lee. She voices Sunny Gummy in the Gummy Bears cartoon. Which we'll be doing. In the future. As yep. well as Rolf in Muppet Babies. Oh, nice. Which we will also be doing in the near future. Yes. Because I weirdly love me some Muppet Babies. Yeah. And it, speaking of controversy, we were talking about earlier, the Garbage Pal Kids cartoon, which we did a couple episodes back, also got canceled because of controversy, but the Muppet Babies ended up re- replacing the Garbage Pal Kids. But... I don't understand why Garbage Pal Kids was canceled because they were like, after 13 episodes, they thought this was violent. But again, G.I. Joe was pretty violent. So that was what, how I feel about that and about this show. I feel like D&D might have been unfairly uh, shat upon because of its connections with the game as well, because people kind of protested that as well, seeing a satanic connections to it. Yeah, D&D's had a weird, a weird protest history to it. But the show did run for three seasons, although the seasons were really short, so that is kind of weird for for a Saturday morning cartoon. But yeah, it made it 27 episodes before it got canned. Yeah. Um, going back to Garbage Pail Kids being replaced by Muppet Babies, we made out in that deal because that show was garbage. And Muppet yeah. Babies is a classic. <laughs> yeah. I am thinking though, like like they do with like in libraries with the band and challenge book list, they should have did one for TV shows and for and for even for like games because yeah, there's a lot of like controversial TV cartoons now that we're coming across as we're doing this podcast. So I wish they would have started a list of that. That would have been cool. Well, I mean, this is the second one. We can start the list now. I can still name them all. <laughs> yeah. I want to circle back to voice acting. Peter Cullen was the voice of Avenger. Yeah. Dude, that's Optimus Prime. He's Optimus Prime as hell. Oh, shit. Is he Optimus Prime? Yeah, Peter Cullen. He's Optimus Prime in the cartoon and in the fucking bullshit movies, too. Why did I not see that? Fuck. Get it together, Don. And the the Dungeon Master is, like, an old Hollywood actor. I didn't write his name down, and he's got a ton of credits, but he's mostly in, like, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and nothing that that jumped out to me as far as I recognized him in. Sidney Miller. Is his name? I don't see any like movies or anything where I'm like, oh, that, oh, yeah. He apparently has done so much that uh, Wikipedia has to do a selective filmography because he's done right. so much. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I say, he's an old Hollywood film or uh, old Hollywood character actor, so he has a lot of credits, but nothing that you would recognize him in. At least he's a that guy who was on that thing. Mm-hmm. Did anyone happen to notice the production house that made this? They had a card in the beginning. No. no. To echo earlier sentiments, same as Transformers, same as G.I. Joe. This was a Marvel Productions. Oh. Yeah. So they had they had a a pretty big Saturday morning cartoons um like side project, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Because obviously comic books were their main gig, but they, they produced a lot of the early Saturday morning cartoons. This was one of them. But it was a joint production with TSR, who owned Dungeons and Dragons at the time. Okay. Yep. The uh, corporate history of Dungeons and Dragons is like a fascinating thing in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast owned it when I started playing. I believe they still do. Yeah. As of right now. But they're like, I don't want to go back through the whole thing because, again, this is not about the cartoon show. But like, no. The. The, the creation of Dungeons and Dragons is a, a, a wash in controversy about whose idea it was originally. Everyone credit Gary Gygax is the guy who's credited as inventing D and D, but really yeah. there was a couple different people, and he kind of pulled a Bob Kane, where uh, he got a contract that says, "No, only you created it," and anyone else who says differently is getting sued. Mm. Yeah, I know it's I know it's a long like it's I think the. I think the ownership of Dungeons and Dragons has its own Wikipedia page, at the very least its own section. Yeah, it's buck wild. It is yeah. buck wild. And it's still going on today, like the arguments and the, the suits and countersuits and all that stuff. Really? I thought I thought Wizards came in and just paid everyone a bunch of money and said, shut your mouths. They do, but now people are suing each other for talking shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's almost as bad as the Miracle Man controversy. Have you ever read that? Yep. Holy hell, did that go on forever. The only thing I would like to maybe talk about, maybe like the cast is on like the diversity. I just found like the the char- different characters and the cast themselves are pretty diverse. That's true. And that is pretty cool for an 83 cartoon. Yeah. You know, in the 90s, that's that's fairly normal. But in 83, that does actually seem seem like something worth pointing out. Because, yeah, it is a pretty diverse cast. That is cool. Uh, I do want to point out that while we can't remember the name of every character, <laughs> the wizard's name, the, his birth name apparently, or the, the name they refer to him as before they get sucked into Magic Magic World is fucking Presto. Who names their child Presto? His parents Presto. cannot love him. They can't. That's that's You don't do that to someone that you care about. <laughs> what if his name was Pesto? <laughs> Uh, and then when they went to D.A.D., he's like, I'm just going to add the R. I mean, I, I'm a fucking magician now, so why not? By the way, also, magician. <laughs> not wizard, not sorcerer, not magic user, which is all the things they call them in D.A.D. Fucking magician. magician. No one says magician in D.A.D. Read a goddamn book. Are any of the <laughs> types actually D.A.D. types? Yeah, Ranger definitely was, is. Right. Because I noticed the one girl was listed as, as thief, and I think it's rogue. Right? I think they called her rogue in the show. I might be wrong. They call her thief. They call Actually, her no, thief? they call okay. they, she's the only one they don't call by her by the okay. by the uh class name. They just call her by her name, which is Sheila. Mm. But in the in the credit page it says thief. 
I think originally it was called Thief in like the original original D and D. Possible. Um, and it's kind of like morphed into Rogue since then because that covers more areas that of expertise that they could get into. Which it acrobat, sounds more majestic too. Yeah, acrobat. I don't think was a ca- a class, but I think it was more like a specialization within things. Same thing with cavalier. Barbarian yeah. definitely was a class. Barbarian mm-hmm. definitely is. That yeah. is, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Very true. But no magician. Yeah, no magician. Where did that even come from? Like, why? Uh, w- wizard and sorcerer to a cult, I think. <laughs> that's that's probably true. But they canceled the show anyway, so what's it even matter? Yeah. After twenty-seven episodes, I mean that's that's not nothing. That's better, not uh... better than Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> What's crazy is Garbage Pail Kids ran one season and it still got thirteen episodes, but this ran three seasons and got twenty-three or twenty-seven. It's such a weird number too to have run three seasons. Like, was it only nine episodes a season? No, the first season was like 16 episodes. That's what threw me off when I was looking oh, at it. The second so second season and third season are like five episodes apiece, which for shows in other countries, that's not abnormal. But for American shows, that's really weird. We usually run 26. Yeah, especially for American so. cartoon shows where they like will do like long, long, giant number of episodes per season because it's easier to, if you're going to produce them, just do a bunch at once. Yeah. yeah. And 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 obviously the thing you want to do is get a show that's going to get purchased by multiple um channels so you can like run it on syndication and make money that way and the minimum number of episodes you need to get a syndication deal is 60. So a lot of these shows usually start with an order of 60 episodes because they know that syndication is their goal. So I don't know why this had this weird like season structure but and i don't think the season structure matters at all these are all one-off episodes the plot is in the credits and then it goes from there so it's not like you need to watch any episode in any particular order so yeah it's a very strange strange yeah structure here now nick we asked this a lot if you were a producer and someone pitched this show to you would you buy it if someone pitched me a Dungeons and Dragons show, full stop, I probably would. If they pitched me this specific one, I don't know because again, it's just this would feel like just you're trying to cash in on the name and attach yeah. some other thing to it and just kind of like fill in the edges with stuff you picked up from a book once. But like if someone said, "Hey, we want to make a Dungeons and Dragons show," I'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, Game of Thrones it. Go nuts." But if they're like, hey, let's do this cartoon show where a bunch of kids get sucked into another world and there's a weird little bald dude who follows them around, just kind of dicks around on them. And the also there's a baby unicorn. <laughs> I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that one, Jimmy. But what if they said Frank Welker would voice the unicorn? That might change things. I, <laughs> I, love, I love the weird roles that he plays. I'm literally currently dressed like a unicorn, so that's, that's kind <laughs> right of at me. Right on. Last week, we did the Batman animated TV show. Do you know what Frank voiced in that show? Was it Man Bat? No. <laughs> that was the episode we watched. Was there was Man a Bat. lot of episodes, so I, I don't know. Frank voiced Catwoman's cat. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. 
When I said that, Lee was like, the cat doesn't talk. And I'm like, but it meows. And that's Frank. Yeah, I remember like watching the Futurama seasons when they came out on DVD and watching all the commentaries. And they talk about Frank Welker all the time because he does every animal on that show. That's so good. Like he's infamous as like the guy in Hollywood. If you want to do an animal voice, get that, get him because he could do like anything. Yeah, he really, he really. It's so it's so true. Yeah, he really is. It kind of it kind of reminds me of South Park a little bit too. Whenever they get like a big name actor who asks them to go on the show, they have him do something stupid like a voice of care or voice of animal. Mm-hmm. And it just seems so crazy to have a juggernaut like Frank Welker meow into a microphone <laughs> but hey, he's living the best life motherfucker crushes it i don't know man meowing into a <laughs> microphone talking like a unicorn being yeah. a cow it's coolest life ever yeah if it's he wants to, if he sweet. wants to make some animal noises get that bread son he's, <laughs> he's damn good at it man i'm a roll with it yeah all about it nick thanks for doing this this was awesome the show was great um tell our listeners where where can they find you? What are some socials? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, n.read. That's at the letter N, D-O-T-R-E-E-D. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to leave Facebook forever, so don't look for me there. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you can find my music at howibecameinvisible.com, at dangerclubpa.com, at robotsandracecars.com, and at taketoday.com. Or if you want to look on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those places, just look up the name of the band. Look up for How We Became Invisible because that's where generally most of my stuff goes under. I, uh, and awesome. You're releasing an EP. You just released an EP, did you not? Yeah, it comes out or came out uh, May 1st. It is called Before, B-E-F-O-R-E, with space in between each letter. It's a series of songs uh, that I wrote, I want to say like 15, 16 years ago originally and for different bands, different projects that – I uh, said, you know what? I have the capability of doing stuff myself now. I'm going to try to redo them and make them better. So I did that. Um, and that's it's kind of like a musical <laughs> anthology. I like it. Yeah, it kind of is. And I'm kind of proud of it. It's, it's, I've been recording and releasing music like entirely myself for, I want to say, almost two years now. And it's been, it's interesting that in everything I do, I'm like learning a little bit more about recording and about producing and about. Uh, songwriting and stuff and kind of stretching myself out i've been working on uh, a two song single that's going to come out at some point it might be out before this recording drops it might be out after i don't know it doesn't have a firm release date called topside and almost human where it's the um it's more of a faster song in drop d with yelling which i've never done any of those things before so that's fun (laughs) i'm a danger club just put out an ep called caustic and exhausted uh take today has got something coming out at some point should be pretty cool robots i heard and race that cars. sounds real good yeah it does robots and race cars <laughs> might have something i don't know who can say interesting who can say and uh i'm currently poking at an inst- another instrumental ep because i did one uh, two years ago which is all electronic and i'm working on one which is more piano based that's uh influenced and inspired by the comic book series the invisibles Nice. Who I stole my band name from. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at 8BitFusion. Our website is popculturejunk.com. That's where you'll find links to our shows. That's where you'll find our web store, anything else we got going on. 
Um, this is normally the part of the show where Lee rattles off what flea markets and comic cons you can find us at um but the world is ending so we don't really have a lot going on but lee's got some stuff she can say um yeah i don't know we have stuff coming up and that's scheduled for may and june and july but who knows when the world world's gonna go quarantine has been an adventure it's really affecting the small businesses um right now um we are selling our items into virtual uh Flea markets. Uh, one is the Jersey City's Oddies Market. Um, you can find that on Facebook. And also the other one is the Trenton Punkock Flea Market. Who we, the one of the markets that we love dearly, um, is also doing a virtual market right now where we're selling a lot of our stuff. Um, in the theme with the Dungeons and Dragons episode, uh, Ape of Fusion does have some Dungeons Dragon themed merchandise. We have pins. We have T-shirts. We have tote bags. We have bottle openers. We have koozies. Um, vinyl decals. Um, this is a, a critical fail um, because rolling a one in Dungeons and Dragons really suck, and we just want, want to promote that. So keep an eye out for that merch. Um, as Don said, you can find that on all the social medias, on our website. Um, you can find that in the virtual markets. And then also um, we have our items in a market in Philadelphia called the South Street Art Mart. Um, they're closed right now, but their website is up and running, southstreetartmart.com. They have a bunch of our pins um and bottle openers on their shop right now so keep an eye out for that um two lovely ladies great two good friends of mine nicole and nicole run that shop and they have a hundred vendors in there who right now small businesses are really struggling with not being able to sell items in person so please make sure you're supporting all the small businesses out there buy a gift card buy a t-shirt buy a pin um shop locally at restaurants because this is a really 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 tough time right now for all of us but thanks for all your support in our podcast and everything we do yeah so like lee said thank you for listening uh remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you get your podcasts on and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks nick thanks for hanging out with us thanks nick Mm -hmm. peace